shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. your name this morning thank you for another day like this we want to share your word thank you for bringing us to the house this morning to hear what you are saying pertaining to things that concern your son jesus christ and our father god lord we bless you we lift you on high we welcome you in this house today um father bring understanding to the simple the entrance of your word we bless your holy name help us our father we give you all the glory all the adoration for in jesus mighty name we have prayed and worshiped amen amen thank you worship team god bless you hallelujah amen yes yes clap for sister victoria and uh and, and Jeannie. <laughs> amen <laughs> praise the name of the lord they are coming up. <laughs> so, Ginny, Believers Convention. <laughs> How do you check it out? <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm happy to be here again in your midst. Uh, Amen. Uh, Pastor Femi is in absence. is uh, uh, walking today. Amen. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. Uh, welcome everyone. I know a number of people are also walking as well. Uh, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, but God wants to bless us this morning. I sense it in my spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, God wants to build on what he has been doing, uh, I believe, from last week, these past sessions in the last week. Uh, so I will begin by getting one or two of us uh to give a recap of how they've been blessed last saturday and also in life feast on thursday um, so we all know that if you don't volunteer you'll be volunteered amen <laughs> to give a recap of i know last last week saturday was it there was a lot that came forth a lot of answers to questions uh there was a q and a session amen um and then on thursday uh pastor femi taught us on thursday uh, uh, since uh, his wife is here i will volunteer his wife and to get me to do the recap for <laughs> to do the recap for thursday life feast Yes, uh, <laughs> it's okay. Just give us some instructions. 
in righteousness of what we picked from Thursday. Uh, please come forward and come and share with us. Are you, uh, uh, we're blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. so much. Thank you so much. Praise God. That was awesome. Amen. That was what a succinct and very sharp sworded, you know, summary of the message. Uh, learning how to deal with self. Uh, and this is, is in line with uh, Reverend has been teaching about entering the kingdom, everlasting life. And he was talking about um, let's open the scripture quickly. It's First Peter chapter 1. First um, Peter chapter one, verse from verse twenty-two. First Peter chapter twenty-one, twenty-two, and twenty-three. I think that was the very, very was very, very instructive. Um, who is outside? Everybody should come in. And, amen. Amen. First Peter chapter 1, uh, 22 and 23. It says, um, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit, unto unfeigned love of the brethren. Now, so unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. With a pure heart, fervently. So, um, Daddy was teaching about how the obeying the truth is that cause of faith, hope, and charity. Amen. When you are learning Christ, is everyone hearing me? Amen. Faith, hope, and charity. When you where you are hearing Christ, meaning you are hearing truth, then he's saying that seeing you are purified in the hearing of truth and the obeying of truth is the purifying of your soul. Amen. Is the, the hearing of truth and the obeying of truth is what? Is the purifying of your soul. 
that the but it has it has a, a what's the word I would use an outcome. It has a sharp a sharp end, meaning when you go through that process of hearing truths and obeying truths, what happens is that you come out having unfeigned love of the brethren. That's that's that should be the product. Amen. That should be the product of what? Of hearing truths and what? And obeying truths. Praise the name of the Lord. So all the messages we are hearing, all the word of Christ we are hearing, the doctrine of Christ, the end product of it, as First Peter chapter one twenty two says, is that is unto means this is what you reproduce. What the evidence, the fruit that you have been actually obeying truth is that you love your brethren with unfeigned love. Amen. Unfeigned love of the brethren. Then he now says, See that ye love one another with a what? Pure heart, fervently. Now, this is charity. So the unfeigned love of the brethren is the beginning of charity. The end of charity is still that same love, but it's now fervent. Meaning it is hot. Meaning the love is growing. Now, what Reverend was saying was that the reason for that exercise, that exercise of fervent love, is to make you selfless. Because love is a giving. So when you are fervently giving, you will not be remaining anymore. You are becoming selfless. So that's the reason for that exercise. And that's the attribute that is for they are waiting to see before everlasting life. Or the final entrance into the kingdom. Amen? So it's that attribute that you are seeing that you you are no longer self anymore. Another way they can use and put it, which is more blunt, is, you know, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their life until he died, until the death. That self. It's not a physical death, it's just the death of self. And so the program that God has set apart for the achieving of a selfless man, amen, the achieving of a selfless man is the program of obeying the truth. Because what will the truth teach you? The truth will teach you how to show love, how to give, how to... The, the truth will bring you into the exercise, the practice of being selfless, the practice and the exercise of giving up yourself. To, and the best people that help you do that are your brethren. <laughs> They assist you. Do you get me? <laughs> they assist you. Amen. In uh, uh, you know, so I don't know. I don't know why God did it like that. You know, how our brethren we have issues. You get me? And <laughs> God made sure the issues are there. You know, so that we have to love each other. And so somehow God will leave an issue in in James to make sure that you know that maybe would <laughs> manage the issue. <laughs> I have to love it perfectly. You get me? Uh-huh. So that's how God set us up. It's like God, it's like they set you up. You know, God set us all up with one another. That as we are hearing the truth, we will be now we will have to now find a way to be loving the infirmity in one another and loving us and teaching or helping ourselves in love until we come unto perfection or until we are selfless. Praise the name of the Lord. So the wisdom of God somehow is that. All our provision is amongst us. Do you get me? All our provision, spiritually, soul-wise, physically, is amongst us. 
but you won't you yourself you don't have all of it is the wisdom of God that so God set us up in a way that you will have to love Jenny Jedima for you to be completed uh-huh. and that loving of Jenny will do something in you that will make you you have to be selfless to do that love to do that giving to show that that charity and that was and the proof that that is the gate of entrance is that it was a colon after that see it again verse 22 of first peter chapter 20 first peter chapter 20 chapter 1 verse 22 when it says we, we stopped at see that ye love one another with a pure heart what fervently then colon verse 23 now says being born again this is entrance <laughs> this is now entrance being born again not of what not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible now people will say you know people anybody who has looked at this scripture before will tell me that oh he's talking about when we get born again we get born again with incorruptible seed it's the word of god that gets us born again you know it's clear it's not true that's not an accurate that's what i call uh for he who is a babe is unskillful in the word of righteousness because clearly in verse 22 uh if you are an unbeliever have you been purified by obeying the truth? In fact, how many believers have been purified by obeying the truth? Amen? And that verse ended with a colon telling you that verse 22 and verse 23. Uh, Jenny, how come you took Shifra's Bible? <laughs> uh, that's why you have Bible. I know. I just, <laughs> there must be a reason behind it. <laughs> oh, it's KJV. Go and buy your KJV Bible now. Ah, uh, it is well. <laughs> amen. Praise God. Uh, but amen. Are, are you all with me? So are we seeing that First Peter chapter chapter one is talking about the is talking about the operation of the service of a believer, amen. And it's talking about verse twenty two. It means they've been growing. They've now gotten to a place where they've now gotten to a place where they are purifying their souls in obeying the truth. This is now no longer I am born again in my spirit. They start purifying their souls in obeying the truth. So, the, the, when verse 23 now talks about being born again, being means continuous tense. Being means translation. That word came up in life history as well. Being translated into the kingdom. Translation is like when I went, when I went to China, I was googling translations. Not so. So, how to, greetings in English? I'll Google it. How do you say it in Chinese? And yet, I'll forget when I get there. So, imagine if I actually want to learn Chinese, how long it would take. That's what we call translation. So, when it says it translates us from the kingdom, of, from the, the power of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son, it, it didn't say the kingdom of darkness. Scripture is too, is too perfect. If you check it, let's check it well. It did not say, I think it's Colossians. Is it Colossians now? Chapter chapter 1. I believe it's Colossians chapter 1. Let's go there. We are still doing recap. Uh, uh, there's a lot to unpack in the recap. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Um, Colossians chapter 1. It, is it, where is it? Verse Verse what? 
13. Who has delivered us from what? From the power of what? Of darkness. So, uh-huh. so do you know why, why did they use the word from the power of darkness? It's not the kingdom of darkness. You were delivered from the kingdom of darkness the day you got born again. You are no longer in the kingdom of darkness. But you are still under the power of darkness in your soul. People get this, mix this up a lot. So people can say, ah, that means we have already entered the kingdom. He translated us from kingdom of darkness to kingdom of his dear son. Because, and, you know, but he, he, the day you got born again, you are no longer a member of the kingdom of darkness. But you are still under the power of darkness. You are still under captivity. All those darkness things you do means you are under his power. It's called the covenant of hell and death. So you can imagine, I can leave Canada, but I can still be using Canadian laws to live in Nigeria. The same way, that's exactly what we did. Many of us left Nigeria, and we are still living under Nigerian laws. In where? In Canada. So we are still under the power of Nigeria, though we have left the kingdom of Nigeria. (laughs) Am I complicated? You see, that's how it works. So the translation happens after you get born again. That's what they are saying here. Their translation actually begins after you get born again. They now start translating you from the power of darkness. Am I clear? They now start translating you from where? From the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Then he now says, in whom we have redemption. So that process of translation is redemption. Reverend taught it in school of the spirit. That process of translation is, is cleansing, sanctification, then re- redemption. The Bible says Christ who is to us the wisdom, the power, sanct- power, sanctification, and redemption. The whole cause is a redemptive cause. Am I clear? Are we hearing me? So, salvation of the soul process is actually the process of translation. From the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. It means that actually, to be honest, majority of believers are still under the power of darkness. It's very easy. If you have a carnal mind, the Bible says a carnal mind is what? Enmity with God. So, and most, many, most people have carnal minds, even though they are believers. Amen. So, that just means, it doesn't mean they are not born again. It just means that they are still under a power of the enemy of God. That's why the carnal mind is enmity with God. The person who designed that mind is God's enemy. Amen. So if you're a carnal Christian, and majority are still carnal in their mind, it means that you are still under the power of darkness, though God has delivered you from the kingdom of darkness. Amen. So we now have to undergo translation. Amen. What are they translating us into? They are translating us into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. And so that's when First Peter was talking in this line. Translation is seeing you have purified your soul. Amen. First Peter chapter 1, right? Verse 22. That is translation. That is what? Translation is that seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth. 
unto unfeigned love of the brethren. Praise the name of the Lord. I think it's been more balanced when I put it on the table there. That's something that I was using to Anyways, it's okay. Praise God. Can everyone hear me well? So translation is the process of translation is that is the process of purifying your soul in what? In obeying the what? Obeying the truth unto. Meaning it is moving you somewhere. And he said they are translating you on into the kingdom of his dear son. So he's moving you. So obeying truth is 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 a is a transportation. Amen. So hearing and obeying truth is a transportation, is a translation that is moving you towards something. Amen. What is it moving you towards? The unfeigned love of the brethren. Amen. So it means that without the, without the signature of love or the attribute of love in a soul, sincere one, amen, you can't enter God's kingdom. Because it's actually the kingdom of love. I even, see how they even use the word. Who has translated us into what? They didn't, so they didn't just say the kingdom of his son. The kingdom of his dear son. Oh my God. There is a love attached to that kingdom. The kingdom of his dear son. It means for God to call it the kingdom of his son. He had to love. It was a love thing. I don't know if you are hearing me. So, to, the entrance into the kingdom is love beings that enter. That's why they call it the everlasting kingdom. The realm of everlasting and eternal is the realm of loves. Amen. We call it first love and last love. You can call it Alpha and Omega. But it's the realm of loves. They call them God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. One God, but His love is two dimensions of love. One is an everlasting love. The other one is an eternal love. Amen. Are you notice why did... Do you know... And it's not just King James, right? KJV. When they wanted to talk about 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I'm teaching today well, we're still recapping, but the recap is moving into the message already. Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are we together in the house? So, why did they use the word, the terminology, charity? And yet, the same King James, we also use in the same King James, though, in the same Bible, in another chapter, or in another place, you will call it love. It means that charity and love are not the same thing. They are similar, but they are not the same. Am I communicating? Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
when when the Bible was writing in the book of Revelations to churches, those churches, those seven churches, those are churches who have done charity. They had really grown in the spirit. That's why, you know, some of those churches, you receive them in, in Paul's writings. When Paul was writing to Colossians, he mentioned the Laodicean church. Yet, the Colossian church did not make the seven churches. Let's see. Let's see. Let me show you that. Let's see Colossians chapter 1. Actually, Colossians chapter 2, verse 1. Amen. It says, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at where? At Laodicea. Are we seeing that? Are we, are we together? Are you seeing that? So, who was he writing to? Both the Colossian church and what? And the Laodicean church. But if you fast forward to Revelation chapter 3, when he was writing to the churches, to the seven churches, let's see Revelation chapter 3. You will see there's a Laodicean church is there. Verse 14. Chapter 3, verse 14. And it says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. So why did the Laodicean church make it and the Colossian church not make it? It means that clearly in, in God's sight, the Laodicean church was higher. Had journeyed further. Those seven churches, they stood out amongst all the churches. So, you see, Paul wrote to the Ephesian church. Paul wrote to the Colossian church. Paul wrote to the Colossian church. Paul wrote to which other church again? The Romans. But out of those four, only the Ephesian church made the seven churches. Amen? And while Paul was writing to the Colossian church, amen, he also addressed the Laodicean church. Between the two of them, the Laodicean church made the seven churches, the Colossian church did not make the cut. So what does that tell you about those seven churches that he's writing to? They had gone far. Amen? They had gone far. In fact, they are probably the seven churches that had gone farthest in the writings of Paul. They had gone what? Farthest in where? In the writings of Paul. Meaning, those churches were charity churches. When Jesus was writing to one of them, Tiatra, you will always find this thing, I know your works. I know your works. And we know works before, when you are reading this thing with an unskillful eye, I always think, ah, these men were doing work. Oh, that means they must have been evangelizing a lot. <laughs> but when Jesus is writing about the, the work, he says, I know thy works. There's no naming in faith. And thy charity. <laughs> That's the works. As we, some of the, you know, one of the questions from last week was that on that topic of works. He was able to bring completion the work that the, he has who has begun a good work in you is able to see to completion at the appearing of our lord jesus christ and what did we say those works are they are the works of christ in your soul amen they are the works of who christ in your soul so it means that these seven churches every of the seven churches you will say i know your works i know your works i know your works i know your works it means these were christ churches they were beings who are who are supposed to have informed Christ. 
Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So some people will make fun of those children and say, ah, they still have this issue. No, you are not even come far to have that issue. <laughs> it's churches in, in the holy place that have come far that deal with those issues. That deal with the Nicol- doctrine of the Nicolaitans. A church who is low, we think Nicolaitans is part of Christ's doctrine. When, I, I, oh, I don't know if I'm, I'm communicating to somebody here. In the realm of the holy place, what you begin to deal with are high iniquities. Not just sin that everybody knows is sin. Let me, let me, let me paint this thing properly for you. Amen. Amen. Imagine, let's say, me and Pastor Femi, we are praying together alone in a room and you know and you know i say okay this is what i want the people to hear this is what we want to communicate this is what the lord is saying so femi you go i will stay in the room you go and talk to the people you get me and then femi will will come and say almost what has been said but tweak it somewhere and point it to another direction you know one tweak and just point it the whole thing to another direction all of you that have heard what he has said what would you assume? You will not feel that there's any problem. You will feel that that's exactly what came, what happened there. Are <laughs> you saying it? So to you, everything is okay. <laughs> but in the spirit, something is not okay. That's what that's what what they call wickedness. That's why that's where that's what Satan did. Amen. It's called that's the iniquity that Jesus hated. Is that word weak is twistedness. Weak, twisted. Amen. That is higher than sin that everybody knows is sin. I'm just using it as an example. So you see, iniquity is high. So when Jesus was addressing those seven churches, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans is that kind of doctrine of Balaam. Go and check. Balaam was a prophet of God. Who even told Balak. That I cannot curse whom God has blessed. Who God has blessed? <laughs> I I can't. But are you seeing it? Are you seeing the twist? But I know what you can do something to them that even God Himself. I know what God hates. That's what He's saying. I know what God hates. But these people are not that wise yet. You can do something to them that will cause God to hate them and destroy them. That's iniquity. Now anybody who sees Balaam. Would think he's a is a good man because he has he just told that to Balak. But if Balaam comes to Israel, let's say Balaam, Balaam you're a prophet, come and minister to us. Do you know what Balaam will be ministering? I say I spoke to the Lord, and the Lord said, You are a blessed people. <laughs> the Lord told me to let you know that you are blessed. And is he lying? He's not lying. But he has he has missed he has skipped something that he has given somebody another wisdom of how to attack them. But he has told them exactly what is that not exactly what God told him. That these people are blessed. These people will take the land. These people will take over the Canaan land. And he will go there and minister exactly that. But he has still done evil. Because he has, done, he has missed something. And let me tell you the evil. He has pointed them in a the wrong direction. What's the wrong direction? He has just set forth a fire. That a danger that is coming against them. And he has made them be at peace. That you will take over the land. Yet evil is coming. 
Are you seeing? He said the exact message, but he missed something. Evil is coming. And so they will be at peace, thinking everything is okay. That is iniquity. And that's what you begin to deal with in the realm of the sanctuary, in the realm of Christ, when you are a stone. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And the last iniquity, the last iniquity for those who are stones is what the Laodicean church was going through. People would tell me, oh, the Laodicean church, ah, oh, they're low. They were, they were still going to money and stuff. No, no, no. Let me explain it properly. They were very high. In fact, they were, even, they were the highest of the seven churches. Why? Because what was their reward? Hmm? What was their reward? To sit on the throne. Not so? That was the reward of the Laodicean church. No other church had that reward. It means they were the highest of them. Praise the name of the Lord. But I will show you what happened to them. Let's see it. Uh, uh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Why is the atmosphere so solemn now? It's teaching. Oh. <laughs> I have to make sure people are hearing me. You know, that I've offended somebody, you know. Uh, Paulette, you are blessed? Okay, wonderful. Uh, uh, which Paulette is blessed? Is, uh, let me tell you, Paulette. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amen. Uh, let's see. It says, I'll read the whole thing first, then I'll teach it. So we're in Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. Amen. It says, And to, unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen. Amen means final. <laughs> you know, every time he's speaking to the seven church, he would describe himself as how he wants to bless them. When he wanted to bless the Philadelphia church, he says, This he who has the key of David. Meaning he wanted to bless them with Davidic entrance. But here he's saying, who, 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 This who said the Amen. Then the what? The faithful and true witness. That's the last dimension of God. Because in the book of Revelations in 21 and 22, when God says something, we say, for these words are true and faithful. This is the end of him. Praise God. Amen. The faithful and true witness. The beginning of the creation of God. So he's actually speaking to them now as God. The Son of God. Amen. I know thy works. That thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that were cold or hot. We'll visit that again. Amen. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. Hmm. I counsel thee to buy of me gold. This one is gold now. Gold tried in fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyes of that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke. And chasing. So he was dealing with them as sons, not as bastards. <laughs> Amen. And chasting, be zealous, not just as Christ's now, as sons of God. 
Be zealous therefore and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and will sup with him. This is John chapter 14. Abode. I will come in and sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Are you seeing throne? He promised it. To sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. It's Jesus talking. The Son of God is the one who is talking. He says, you can sit with me in my throne. As even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. Now, what what was the sin of the Laodiceans? Let's go back to verse 15. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold nor hot. Amen. The Bible says, Woe unto him that is wet, at ease in where? In Zion. This is their problem. You can come to Zion is Christ, the learning of Christ. It means you can attain fullness of Christ. And be at ease. That's the riches. <laughs> but there's another, there's another better one called gold. That's God. So with you can know all of God and you can be satisfied and be at ease. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And this thing, this is a high, and it's not the, you know, and nobody will know that you have done something. Because you, you are hot. The, hot. the hot that you are hot is that you, anytime I open Bible, you know where I'm going. Do you get me? <laughs> it means you've known things. You know Christ. You've journeyed on Zion. Well, it's to, it, by the time, and it happens. Everybody passes through this temptation. After a while, do you know after a while, you begin to know, it's like you begin to know that, that it's to you. It's almost like there's nothing new. It's like you've known it all. Amen. Most times, when that is ministry, I know where the thing is going. I already calculate the thing, but I still listen. As though I've never heard it before. Amen. And that's how we should be like. Otherwise, we'll be like them who are at ease in Zion. It's easy to be at ease. That's, that iniquity is an easy thing for someone to fall into. In fact, it's too easy. Because actually, you are actually okay. It's not as though they see around it. You are actually okay. Anybody who has Christ and knows Christ well, anyone who has passed through being a trite stone, you know, maybe it's quarter to becoming precious. Do you get me? You are actually okay. And nobody can fault you for not being hot because you're actually okay. <laughs> the only person who can fault you for not being hot is the Son of God who is seeing the thing. Everybody else will think you're okay. Everybody else who is looking at you amongst your brethren will think you're okay. It's only the Son of God who can see that you're not okay. That meaning you have pitched your tent on the pinnacle of Christ and not willing nor interested in going for God. Or should I say the Father? And it will, it will take that Christ to enter the kingdom. But the dwelling in the kingdom, it will take everlasting lights. Because it's an everlasting kingdom. 
life enough or Christ's life, amen, just as Christ, is not enough for the kingdom. You need son of God light. Praise the name of the Lord. Because what is the promise he has promised to you? Not life. Eternal life. And Jesus said, I have come that you may have life to begin. But I didn't just come for life alone. That you will have it what? Abundantly. So don't be at ease until you have it what? Abundantly. And do you know what abundantly is? Abundantly is Psalm 23. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup what? Is that not higher than fullness? Oh my God. So you can be full of life, but it's not yet overflowing. Full of life means you almost, it's like you almost know all things. But let it know it again, so that it can run you over. So that it can be what? Abundant. Amen. Oh my God. Are we hungry? Have I put hunger inside somebody today? Uh. <laughs> Sometimes I, think, I feel like whenever they just they see my eyes in, the, in heaven, in the spirit, huh, they will be afraid. They say, we have to prepare meal for this boy. This boy wants to eat all of us. <laughs> It's just it's coming again. What do we do? <laughs> oh God! Huh? Thank God they don't bomb me two thousand years ago with this my knowledge. I'm now eating Jesus raw. <laughs> the disciples will have to hold me back. <laughs> I said Jesus would have been in trouble. <laughs> See, I said, ah, Peter, why you why you still slow about these things? You know this. Ah. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh so, so, do you have a question? Speak up. I can't hear you. Speak speak up more. Yes. 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 Those words, those words are harsh, right? For for such a fellow. What did what did the words he used? Wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Yes. Do you know why? Okay. Okay. The the the, the question was that it's possible to have put on Christ. And they will still yet call you wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Now, remember what, what did he say? Verse 19 says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Do you know? Let me, let me just tell you something about God, God's rebuke. If you are still learning Christ, the way they rebuke you is, is very soft. But in the dimension of God, God is as raw as he gets. Let me just tell you, in the God dimension, if, if that's how he wants to deal with you as a son. That's why sometimes the father's dealing can be brutal. 
Amen. I've tasted a little. I remember I, I shared a testimony two weeks ago where I was going to Hay River and you know I had this encounter in that stupid plane. That's more plane. <laughs> if the plane looks like it wants to toss you up and die. <laughs> and I was at that encounter. It was an encounter. It's like I saw a flame consuming fire and I saw a face of a father. Do you get me in that account? And we're, it was like talk, we're talking. And I was saying that I want to come into you. You know, that's I just love. You just want, I just want to consume, enter you. And he was saying that you are not ready. You cannot handle it. You cannot take it. Do you get me? I should have listened. Do you get me? But being the person I am, I say, I will take it. Do it. Bring it. <laughs> but when they now bring that fire, you will scream, oh. <laughs> so it means the Father's dimension, God's dimension is is very is very when he talks to you as god do you get me most and that's the reason why he talks as christ a way you know how he talks as god go and read the old testament uh, that's him talking wrong as god and uh, but when christ came christ said i came to save christ is talking soft it's almost like christ is the feminine god do you get me like the feminine what god produced as a softer version to be able to, so that men will not just be too, too, um, too shaken by the words. So he was speaking here as God, letting them know that. Why? Because let me tell you what real, true clothing in the God dimension is. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the glory of God. Let's see Romans chapter 6, verse 4. So he wasn't talking about physical clothes now. Do you get me? He's not talking about God reward clothing. Hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm complicated. He's talking about clothing reward. Reward clothing. Amen. Uh, let's see Romans chapter 6. Maybe for those online who, who haven't, haven't explained this understanding of who the Holy Ghost is. The, actually, the highest dimension of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost in its true essence full essence is that he is the glory of the father is who the father wears as clothes let's see it Romans 6 verse 4 Romans 6 verse 4 it says therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by who by the glory of the Father. The glory of the Father. That's the everlasting Father. Amen. That is the everlasting Father. Was raised up from the dead by what? By the glory of the Father. Amen. Even so, we should also walk in the newness of life. So the glory of the Father is that Holy Ghost. Because if the same Spirit that dwells in you raised Jesus from the dead... What, it shall also what? Quicken your mortal body. So the Holy Ghost, in the full Holy Ghost, when they say full Holy Ghost, the overflowing Holy Ghost is who? Is the glory of God. Amen? And it's the glory of the Father. So it's the cloth that the Father wears. It's the Father's cloth. He who covereth himself with light as doth a garment. That light is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, you know why, why did I use why did I use the word everlasting father? <laughs> it's because the kingdom, what do they call the kingdom? 
everlasting kingdom. Remember they say, unto us a child is born, unto us a child is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Those are actually the three dimensions of God. Jesus housed all of them. When they say Elohim, 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 they are three like that. Or he will say, I am Alpha and Omega, that's one. I am beginning and the end, that's number two. And then I am what? First and the last three. You know, for many years, when we used to sing that song, Elohim, 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 we sometimes we, we, we get ashamed. Maybe people think we are too spirit. But every single time, wherever, whether, you know, whether it's us, you know, sometimes, I think, we, we, you know, in our local church, they start singing the song sometimes. Every single time the song is sung, presence drops. So sometimes when we want to be now calm that we'll now change to Adonai, Adonai, Yahweh, you get it just to soften it for people to be able to receive it. No, it's, this is not the same. It's Elohim because you're actually calling the core. You're calling their names. You're calling the three of them. Every time you sing that song, presence must drop. They are three. Elohim. All three. Alpha and Omega is Elohim. Beginning and the end is Elohim. And first and the last is also Elohim. Now, the kingdom, the, the, the father, they call him everlasting father. He's the one who wears Holy Ghost as glory. Then they also gave the kingdom a name too. They call it what? Everlasting kingdom. Am I communicating? Now, let's go to Revelation chapter 21. Let's see what they gave her too. You will now wonder why it's the Holy Ghost they sent to the earth after Jesus was raised up and say it's better for you that I go. <laughs> it's because she, she, she's actually the reward of the, the inheritance or the reward of them who have entered the kingdom. And so she raised these men to enter. Let's see it. Let's see it. Uh, verse 21. I said Revelation 21. What verse am I looking for? Verse 11. Praise the name of the Lord. Revelations 21, verse 11. I'll start from verse 9. I will start from verse 9. Amen. Amen. I hope everybody at the back can hear me. If you cannot hear me, you know, uh, move forward. And the Lord will bless you as you do so. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, it says, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vows, full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, coming, saying, Come hither, I will show, I will show thee who the bride. Not so the lamb's wife. The bride, who? The lamb's wife. Mm. So let me just, tell you, let me do like God, son of God dimension and be blunt. It's not everybody that's the lamb's wife. Ah, <laughs> that's the blunt dimension where I can soften it uh -huh. <laughs> as well. But to be blunt, they want to describe the lamb's wife here. Because it says, I will show you. 
I will show thee the bride. I don't know if I'm communicating. The lamb's wife. So everything they're about to say here is the accurate definition of the lamb's wife. Because this is the book of Revelations where it says nobody should add anything to it. Nor take away from it. It means this, if you want to juggle and figure out what is the proper definition of something. If it's in the book of Revelations, that is the definition. In God dimension. Amen? So it says, I will show you what? The bride, the lamb's wife. Who is she? And he carried, and he carried me away in the, in the spirit to a great and high mountain. That mountain there is Zion. My, Zion is a great and high mountain. And he showed me that great city. Do you get me? That's why don't be at ease in Zion. It's not the end. There is something else on top of Zion. Which is called what? That great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from who? Oh my God. I told you Zion is Christ. The content of Zion is Christ. What, is the, what will be the content of this city? God. So that's why they were warning the Laodicean church. Don't be at ease. And it's only God dimension where they will clot you. Let's see it. The, that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from where? From God. Comma. What did she have? Verse 11. Oh, let's read it together. What did she have? Having the glory of God. Who else has the glory? God, the Father, everlasting Father. But it was given to her because she too came into the dimension of everlasting. That's why they call it, remember last week we touched on it, we call it what? Entrance, abundant entrance into the everlasting kingdom of our God. Uh, is everybody getting me, please? Because what I'm touching, I'm, I'm talking a bit from a high place. Amen? Please, I want you to get me. So the Zion, where you, they raise you in Christ, and then there is this new Jerusalem, where you enter in, that's the everlasting kingdom of God. Where for you, to, for you to dwell there, you must have everlasting nature. And that everlasting nature is better by what they call the incorruptible seed. Being born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which liveth. Not just liveth only, and abideth forevermore. Amen. Let me tell you the one that dwells in Zion. The word of God that liveth. <laughs> yeah? But when you enter the kingdom, it will not just turn to living, it will turn to abiding. Man, God, grant me a trance. We don't have time. Time is always an enemy in this place. 
Because when I'm looking at the time, I have to now be hastening myself. And these things cannot be... Cannot be. It shouldn't be spoken like this. You know. Are we okay? Are we relaxed? Hmm? So you trust me now. We'll finish on time. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Let me too also be at peace. <laughs> Amen. Abiding. Do you know what it means to abide? Attitude. Do you know that's the most the most difficult attitude to develop to abide? You must be a mumu to abide in it anyway. You must become you must have become a fool. Ah, 10 years, you are still here. What are you still doing here? Have you not learned all the things you want to learn? And go and do something else. Does God not have calling for your life? He's not sending you out to the field, mission field, something. All the, these things you are just here, you're learning. You're not using for anything. <laughs> it's difficult to abide. In fact, everything the enemy constructed in us is against abiding. In fact, a man, the wisdom of this world is to learn how to be not dependent on anybody or anything. Is that not it? Everything this world wisdom teaches how to be self-sufficient. And the, as, as the more you increase in self-sufficiency, the more you are an enemy of abiding anything. So, and God will not even bother teaching you about abiding first. He will first teach you how to live. <laughs> That's the reason why many people who will come to world of righteousness, initially they are loving it when they are doing, hmm, they are loving the revelation. Do you get me? Because they see it, how they, it can help them out there. Not seeing it that really, world of righteousness, the intention, the real intention is to trap you permanently. That you will go out no more. That's the purpose of it. But this world has done something in our minds that we cannot see where we cannot see we cannot see any any vision of life where we will just stay in a place forever. The thing does it doesn't just make sense. That's what the world did to us. That we abide in a place and make our rest here. It does not. It does not. It does not register in our system. That's what this word it did to us. Excuse me. If this God too, God too is wise. God is a shrewd manager. God is a businessman. Not so. Is that not just thought? So if they are seeing you from afar, and they see that you are not loving your brethren fervently, what does he tell them? That if we let this one enter, is the who else is going to enter? Is it not those same brethren? Eh? So if all of you enter, you have not learned how to love them fervently. Is that not an anti-abiding spirit? It means that it means that there's still an offense that they can do to you that will make you leave. So let's not invest. <laughs> let's not need to invest the investment in making this one everlasting yet. 
Let them learn how to love each other forever. Let them learn how to live, be ready to live together forever by themselves. Loving each other. When they see that attribute, they don't say, okay, you, all of you, the company, people can enter. Hmm. So get used to me. Used to, look to your neighbor and say, get used to me. You better get used to me now. <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> if you love your life, you are stuck. <laughs> that is the realm of ever- why. Why? Why abide death? Is a is a stretch everlasting. Abide death forever. If if you are stuck in a thing that cannot move, then you abide forever. Then you have that's everlasting life. Praise the name of the Lord. And it's until they see the culture of abiding, they will not clothe you with their clothing. Hmm. My God. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Sometimes when you write, you read Jesus' writings, I'll just be saying, you should be happy for me that I am going. I go to my father. <laughs> the father was missing him. <laughs> they miss each other. Eh? They, they miss each other. Because that's what he uses to, that's where, where he even abides, the father. His son. He should be happy for me that I'm going. I go to my father and your father. Then he now says, when I go, I'll now pray the father. They have to beg the father to let go of... That, you don't know how much love it was for them to send the son. We don't know. It's until you come into everlasting realm, you will know. When you're in everlasting realm, you're in the realm of love. To now send one of your loves out to dogs... That want to kill him. Am I mad? <laughs> Actually, I must be mad. Meaning, I must have another thing, mind, love in mind. Why do you think they have to do everything quick, quick? They have to do a quick walk. I mean, most men, they live till 70. No, we can't, we can't leave Jesus there for 70 years. No. Prepare everything. Let him just come. 30, 3 and a half. Let him come and be going. (laughs) We need him back here quickly. And but is the is the dimension of them which can be in multiple places at the same time is Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is still in heaven with closing the Father as glory. Because him is like liquid fire. He can flow everywhere at the same time. He's inside you. He's inside you. Not only did he come inside you, there, God, but he now took your spirit that he made alive. So don't claim anything. It's not by works. He's, if he, your spirit, my not Holy Ghost, is still dead. It's because Holy Ghost that is alive. He came and gave your spirit life. Now took part of it, made it like himself. Took part of it and sat it in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and left the remaining part, and also left part of himself inside you. 
Holy Ghost is a tremendous blessing. Jesus was saying, it's better for you that I go. You don't know what I'm talking about now. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll be saying, you will be going. Go and die. Go and die. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> God. Jesus. He's the one who can disperse himself. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. I feel His presence here, actually. Many, 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 many. Many, many, like you. Many, many, many like you. many like you. I am raising many like you. I'm many like you. I'm bringing many like you. I'm many like you. Many like you. Many, many, many stones of fire. Many stones of fire. Many ghosted stones, many ghosted stones, many lit up stones. I'm no many like you. 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 Many, many, many like you. Many like you. Many like you. Many like you. Oh, oh, my chakaliete, sevediata, taliete, diaparatalia. Exciting, amataya. Exciting times for heaven. These are exciting times for heaven. I want you to be excited as I am for these times. Exciting times for heaven. Exciting times for heaven. Exciting times for heaven. Join us in our excitement for what is Many tasiatai, many tatatunese, many sons of heaven, many sons of heaven, and many sons of heaven, raising many sons of heaven, and many sons of heaven, and many sons of heaven, raising many sons of heaven, heavenly beings on earth, heavenly men on earth, heaven on earth, you will be heaven on earth, I will make you heaven on earth, I will make you a heaven on earth, I will make you a heaven on earth, I will make you a heaven on earth. Say the Spirit of God. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, praise God. As the tongues were coming, two scriptures came to my heart. Uh, first was Revelation chapter 12 when this dark dragon was cast down. It says, Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the dragon is come down unto you. Then, but he also said something before that. It says, Rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Mm. Do you know some of God can raise you so much? You'll be on earth physically, but you are in heaven. Your soul, your dwelling in heaven. The darkness will not comprehend you. Darkness will not touch you. Those are the sons of heaven they are raising. Then in us, the another scripture now came to my mind. As uh, the tongues of heaven says, I, "And a man shall be a covert, a covert from the sun." Can someone help me find that scripture? It's in Isaiah. A man shall be a covert from the sun. It's talking about the last days, the kind of men God will begin to raise, and a shade. God is raising trees that will be shades for many. Hallelujah. This mic has tried today. The battery made the world of difference, eh? <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Shandalia, Fatalia, Kedia, Sapalias, Ebetopai, Ebetopalias, Ebeti Kapalius. Ezra chapter 3. 
32. Okay, let's go there. Kalabando sietevedishede. Siagalabantarius. Vali kalie petodius. Elie fedusia tavadiosia tavadiosia. Menteshio covadius. Verse 32, I'll start from verse 1. It says, Behold, the king shall reign in righteousness, and princes shall rule in judgment. And a man shall be as an hiding place from the wind, and a covert from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. It's talking about Christ's men that God will raise, heavenly men that God will raise. You'll be a shade, a shade in this end time. Not so. It says a covert from a tempest. A tempest. Uh, a covert. A covering. Amen. In great darkness. Praise the name of the Lord. May God help us. May God help us. Ah, oh my God, man. I'll just see in the structure of Zion. I'll just see it. I'll see it. I'll see Zionic stones being raised. I was saying Christ, lit up Christ. You know, Christ with the Holy Ghost and I lit them up. Ah, yeah, Shamanate, Kedios, Katai, Hakala, Katosie, Fandetio Fetish, Tandos, Brekestofedi. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you all the adoration. For in Jesus' name we're prayed. Amen. I think the last place I was was still Revelation chapter 21, uh, verse 11. I think that's what maybe that's what triggered it. We're talking about him. Holy Ghost, <laughs> glory of God. <laughs> he got excited, yeah. <laughs> I went, why are you calling my name? <laughs> Amen. He's your reward. You know I, how I said he can be in many places, meaning he can divide himself. But the reward I'm talking about is all of himself. The one that goes into overflow. That one is called the glory of God. You see, when you get born again, they, he gives you, the Bible says, NS inheritance. He gave you a deposit of himself. That dimension, you can call it a dimension of glory, but it's not really. You have to, you have to really go from glory to glory uh-huh, for him to wholesomely rest as the glory of God. A clothing. Your clothing. Your covering. I love Holy Ghost too. I think we need to, in this house, we need to love him more. Yeah. yeah. You know, most of the time we talk about Christ and that's the what that's the that's the, the meat. Well, every just have it in your heart. We need to love Holy Ghost more. Mm. If he's your reward, start like start befriending him. Do you get me? Uh, <laughs> start bribing him now <laughs> so that when the time comes when you have finished Christ you will not be contemplating whether to come fully or not <laughs> amen start putting uh, you know start putting a little bit of worship with him enjoy that atmosphere bring, bring back just have some try and do that again you know atmosphere of worship praise the name of the Lord Especially like uh, there's this there's one small session for Manamnesis the four the the, the four, four morning I think it's the Saturday morning where it was Sister Favor that led the worship and it was something else it was so anointed and so every now and again I just play it <laughs> and I just 
And you just see me and smiling and dancing. And just, <laughs> Amen. We, we need some, some, some times like that, you know, just to just bring that sweetness of the Holy Ghost again. Sweet fellowship. It also happens while you do the word. So there are two, there are two dimensions I know. Three, actually. That I know where fellowship of Holy Ghost can increase. Study of the word. Study of the scriptures. Your prayers in the, in the tongues. Pray more in tongues. And then the last one is worship. Atmosphere of worship. You know. Always just be conscious of him. Amen. I want us to do that more consciously this year. Do you get me? More conscious. What is the word I say? More consciously. Be more conscious of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Wherever you are. You may even be in class. Wherever in work. Just, just you know, you, you don't, it's not work, right? Just be conscious that there's somebody else who is around you. He's always following you around. You know. So every now and again, you know, just as, you know, while I'm working, I just say, gosh, how far should I do this? You know, I just, I'm talking to him, you know, whether he answers or not, you know, I just, I just want to just, just be talking. You know, just be having that relationship. Amen. Uh, Holy Ghost is sweet. So we need to, we need to uh, take advantage of that. Amen. He says, having the glory of God, verse 11. So he's another one we need to love fervently. Not so, because we are going to be with him forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Having the glory of God, and a light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone. Amen. Are you still with me? Even like a what? Why jasper? Why, why jasper is, everlasting, is the everlasting name or the everlasting stone? Even like a jasper stone. Why they a stone most precious? Most look at the word. A stone what? Most precious. Even like a jasper, most precious, like most high, like most precious. Even like a even like a what? A jasper stone. Let's see Revelation chapter four. Today is different. Amen. Revelation chapter four from verse two. Two and three. You will see them there again. Revelation chapter 4 verse 2 and 3. Are we there? He says, And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Who was it, who was it to look upon like? Verse 3. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and the sardine. That is everlasting and eternal. Those are, the, those are the, the colors of those stones. Amen. And then you, you see Holy Ghost, their clothes is there again. <laughs> Amen. And it says, and there was what? A rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto what? An emerald. That's, that's glory color. That's bright green. Life. Shiny green. He has two colors. Bright green and gold. <laughs> Joke. Makes me remember African weddings. It was have color of the wedding. <laughs> and the, the color of the wedding determines the glory of the wedding. The reason why they want to wear the same as Shoei B. Everybody so they can have a glory. A certain color. 
Mm. <laughs> Only good has a color. Uh, amongst the God here, this color is different. One is Jasper Sardine. Jasper Sardine are blood colors. Not scarlet like the red dragon thief. <laughs> There's a difference. He too wants to be red. But his one is a fake red. You can't, you, a bar, you can tell. You know the red that when you wash it, the, the red wash your red. Have you ever seen scarlet color? It looks like a bar. It looks like a It looks like the one you can wash your red. Amen. But Jasper is blood. It's not just red, it's blood. Jasper color is like if you if you get injured, let me let me explain. This. If you get injured and the blood just comes out, that blood, that very sharp red and thick and sharp red, that's Jasper. Now, if you allow that blood to dry, to dry up, meaning abide, do you get me? <laughs> to dry, you don't clean it up. You like what what color? What does it turn to? Dark red. That's sardine stone. Yes. So the other one is an abiding one. It dries up. It stays there in that spot. It turns to it becomes a darker red. So one they call him the living God. Mm. I'll leave that thought there. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we together in the house? Are we seeing these things? This is Bible, not so. Description of the one who sits on the throne and the glory around about. Let me. Let, I want to confirm. What's one more confirm? Let's see Ezekiel chapter one. It's the same thing. Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel chapter 1. You will see that glory is like a rainbow round about the throne. Ezekiel chapter 1. And then I will come down. Amen. For some sake. For some sake. I think I'm teaching everlasting light right now. Amen. Let me come down to stones. To help us come up to where I am speaking from. Praise the name of the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 1. From verse 22. Verse 21 to 22 are described the four living creatures that carry that carry the throne of God. Amen. 22 now started talking about what was above their heads. Amen. What was what? Above their heads. So he says. And the likeness of the firmament upon the heads of the living creature was as the color of a terrible crystal stretched forth over their heads above. And under the firmament were their wings straight, and one toward the other. Everyone had two which covered on this side, and everyone had two which covered on that side their bodies. And when they went, I heard the noise of their wings. This is a cherubims. The noise of their wings, like the noise of great waters. As the voice of the Almighty, <laughs> as the voice of speech, 
as the noise of an host. When they stood, they let down their wings. And that was their own voice. There was now a voice above, and there was a voice from the firmament that was over their heads. So even though they carry the throne of God, there's still a firmament that's between on top of their head that separates them from God. God gets your own level. Do you get me? So it says, and, and there was a voice from the firmament that was over their heads when they stood and let down their wings. Verse 26, and above the firmament that was over their head was their likeness of a throne. Say with me. And the appearance of a sapphire stone. The throne was like, the, like a sapphire stone. That's why that throne has, that sapphire stone is a blue color. Amen? Sapphire stone is a, a sapphire stone is a what? Is a blue color. Tronic. Actually referring to, when you see pure river of water, like what does water look like? It has a light blue, like crystal color. Uh-huh. So the pure river water of life was flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. You see that color? That color of blue is referring to the waters, the abiding waters that flows. Let's keep going. So that was the throne. As the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was like the appearance of a man above upon it. The appearance of a man above upon it. And I saw as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire, Oh my God, this is scattered my head till today. Round about within it. It means the source of the fire is from within, and the thing goes round about and comes back to it. <laughs> all things were made by him, and for him were all things made. <laughs> all things came out from him, and they come back to him. For they are for him. Amen. And I saw the color of an amber and the appearance of a fire roundabout within it. From the appearance of the loins even upward. So the fire was, the origin of the fire was from the loins. That's the testimony. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's the flame of God. God is love. From the womb of mercy. That is, the, they call him the only wise God, invincible. Amen. I'll leave that there. From the appearance of his loins upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire, and it had brightness round about. That brightness round about is now Holy Ghost. Remember I called him liquid fire? Oh my God. It's a fire that comes from within. There is a spirit within, spirit of prophecy, and there is a spirit that upon Holy Ghost. It starts from within, it protrudes out, it's still the same spirit. So you see where the, the, the terminology God is spirit. From the, the within is spirit. What comes is still spirit. Spirit, spirit. Amen. Verse 28 now says, as the appearance of the bow, as the appearance of a bow. That is in the day of the rain. Amen. I'll just summarize this thought. As the appearance of what? The bow that is in the... What is that? Rainbow. Remember? Revelation chapter 4. The rainbow was round about the throne like an emerald. Rainbow. Who is this rainbow? 
as it, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This, this, was like, this was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. Now, why was Ezekiel calling this thing likeness? Likeness. He has never seen it before. But he could tell that it was like something. What he actually saw was it. But in a form. But because he doesn't have that Christ light, he wasn't able to interpret it as what it was. The original form. So, Ezekiel saw Revelation chapter 4. That's what he saw. Now, when they talk about that flame, it's not yellow flame. Oh. On the outward, it can look yellow and greenish. You know, there's a flame that's greenish too. That's Holy Ghost. That's what it looks like. But on the inward, have you ever seen a fire that's so hot? It's not yellow anymore. What's, what's the color? Red. That's why they call him a most vehement flame. Most vehement. It's not just, it's red. <laughs> That is God. Amen. Are we together in the house place? Now let me now come back down. Amen. They visited us this morning. Holy Ghost is the one who brought some of these things. He brought these things. Let me come down. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you for today. We give you all, all the praise. All adoration be unto your holy name. Thank you for visiting us today. Thank you for this visitation of mercy, of glory. Father, none of us will fall short of the glory of God. I pray for each and every one of us. None of us will fall short of the glory of God. It means none of us will fall short of everlasting life. Amen? So we need to love one another fervently. Are we hearing it? Are we blessed? Amen. Now let's see first. Chapter 2. Verse 1. Five. Let me come down. I, I know people will be streaming online. And I uh, just want to say, if you are not understanding all that is being said, just trust God. This is blessing. It is also an impartation attached to it. Amen. You may not comprehend all these things we are reading from Revelations and from Ezekiel. But just trust God. I, feel, I believe there is an impartation. Holy Ghost has visited you right there. You in that sitting room. Holy Ghost has visited you. Amen. First Peter chapter 1 verse 2 now it says verse 1 wherefore laying aside all malice all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious then verse 4 to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men but chosen of God and precious ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ now so obviously Peter 
as I've taught before, is showing the build up of a Christian walk. That's why it says, as newborn babes, it means you just got born again. And so they say, Jolly just come. <laughs> you are new. You are new to this. You just got born again. And yesterday, in the Bible said, I was teaching that that thing, that newborn babe definition, it doesn't just actually only just mean that you just got born again recently. It, you could have been born again for five years. I have not really tasted milk. Maybe you were born again, you were, you were in the. I was the. I don't know. <laughs> you entered the wrong place. <laughs> and you were there for some years. Am I communicating? So you were not. You were not even really drinking milk. So the time you now enter into milk, they will still classify you as a what? As a newborn babe. Yes. You still need that help of milk of the word of God. Now it says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the world, that ye may what? Grow thereby. So it means that milk points you in a certain direction. What's the direction? Milk points you to God. Milk brings you closer to God. In the sense that you begin to have faith in who? In God. Amen. And one of the is in milk that you taste. That taste in there is in the flesh. You actually taste physically that the Lord is good. You know, that the Lord is gracious. Amen. That, that's the dimension of milk. Amen. Now, sometimes God has to be wise in these things. Sometimes if you taste that the Lord is good too much in milk. It's not they preach Christ to you. You have no interest. Because you are enjoying yourself. You are ghosted. Anointing is only flowing. Maybe you have gifts of the Spirit. <laughs> you are rich. So what do I want to say to you? That you will accept. In fact, you will be feeling that you are the one that should be teaching me. That you guys are, you are dragging, you are spending too much. Just 45 minutes message. We will teach anointing. You see that Holy Ghost before. Watch me. And, you know, I'll be humble. I'll say, okay, let me sit down and watch you. <laughs> I want to receive the anointing too. And actually, anointing will flow and everything will scatter. Everybody will scatter. Everybody will speak in tongues. And you know, get me? You know, I'll receive their houses and their keys and their cars. Do you get me? Amen. But it's still what? It's still milk. Amen. So, I love milk. Oh, but I know why for some, some, some of us, God did not allow us to finish milk before bringing us into the world of righteousness. Because actually, you will not come to word of righteousness if you finish all the milk. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. The people are so sound in milk. Even you yourself, like even you know, maybe they, they end up obviously if, if you are very sound, you end up being a preacher of it. You be a preacher, right? Even amongst you people, when you are comparing preachers, you will still see that maybe the man is a higher man of God than me. You get me? <laughs> you will say, ah, Uncle James, yeah, Uncle James, how oh, did pastor? Yeah. <laughs> you see that? So how, how does such a high fellow want to come and hear from a brother <laughs> that is sharing revelation? <laughs> you see the problem? <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Is it still? 
the battery is dying. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So, milk is great and good, but it has that, that potential issue. Amen. But do you know you can still perfect milk? Why? In the world of righteousness. Amen. And I think in the weeks to come, I'm going to be spending some time. I'll be making sure I spend some time in milk. Amen. And God has even blessed us so much in this place, in this house, that he brought us here. Because no matter how I preach milk, there are some people that wrote books out there. <laughs> that their books are there and they told us it's free. They told us it's free. I like what gets it. That I can preach milk to you for the next six months. One book. You read one book. Amen. Uh, no, you need the bigger ones. Uh, so the, the ones in the other. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I can preach milk to you for the next two years. Just read one book. Can a Copeland book is there. Read the book. You'll be better off. <laughs> I've been preaching milk to you for one or two years. So God, I think God is wise. I think God just brought us here. He also wanted to bless us with that resource. Yes. He also wanted to bless us with that resource. So I know some of us are very taking advantage of that. If you haven't yet, find something. Find a, a solid book that is going to bless your life. I can't, there's no way I can teach milk like Henry Hagen taught milk. He was anointed for it. Thank you. And there's no way I can teach milk like Papa Copeland is teaching milk. He is anointed for it. Today's, today, another one is Andrew Womack. I read, I've read one of his books. Um, wow. Very sound. Amen. So let's take advantage of it. Because they will make you sound in addressing issues of your physical life. Amen. And it's also a wisdom because one of the greatest hindrances that will not make you journey all the way to everlasting is the challenges of your physical life. Amen. Not so. Right? I think we can all confess to that. That one of the greatest things that makes us doubt this part, whether to finish, go, keep going, is when we have challenges in our physical life. And yes, indeed, we know that as we are learning Christ, somebody is not happy. And that boy is definitely not happy with you. And so he's going to try and do things, affect your ephemeral, to cause you to stop your spiritual development. So I feel we can put an end to that by knowing who we are in Christ in certain aspects in our life. Amen? Dealing with sicknesses in your body by faith. Trusting God to supply all your needs according to His riches in glory. Ephesians chapter, Philippians 4.19 You can even stay stuck on that scripture. You can post it in your room. The Lord will supply all my needs according to His riches in glory. Anytime you feel doubt, you feel something is not working, Begin to pray it. That's how, let me just simply, that's how milk works. Milk is confession. You see it you, on the word. You hold on to the word and you hold on to it. You confess it until you, it comes to pass. 
Amen. Amen. So there was one brother, I had coffee with him. Uh, and, you know, he, he had been struggling with demons for years. Voices. Voices. And he used to come for, like, when we were still in Central Lions then, until the pandemic hit. And during that period, he, he found out, he was sharing testimony that he found out that the, the, the voices were no longer as loud anymore. And they were not coming as frequently anymore. It was just as a result of the atmosphere of the world. But there is something better. I, told him, I took him to Luke chapter 10, verse 18. I said, you don't just you speak to them. Tell them to shut up. Don't just use because atmosphere alone. It helps. Because, because they are seeing atmosphere is coming around you because of the word that you are hearing. So they cannot be as, as intruding anymore. But beyond that, don't just keep, you can take dominion over it. Jesus said in Luke 10, verse 18, I saw Satan fall from heaven from the sky as lightning. I have given you power to tread upon scorpions and serpents. And over all, not some, all the power of the enemy. Speak the scripture to them. Tell them to get out. Tell them to shut up. And so that they can go permanently. So it's not just atmosphere that's dampening them. You're actually getting them out. Amen? So those are some things that we need to learn. It's scriptures. There are scriptures for it. There are scriptures for it. There are scriptures for every issue. You can Google it. Maybe if you don't know it. You are going through a certain illness and you need God to heal you. Find those scriptures of healing. Read them out loud. Confess them to yourself. Whether you are feeling it or not feeling it. Amen. If rent is due tomorrow, begin to confess the supply. And I can assure you, Holy Ghost will lead you to the light, right place. Answer will come. Holy Ghost can just give you a whisper. Call this person. Or even the person will even call you. Amen. So those are things I want us to begin to show up in our lives. Why? So that Satan will stop using issues of life to tempt us away. Amen. To tempt us away from the path of righteousness. Amen. And these things, I am saying it as I understand it, but those men who wrote those books, they've lived it raw. Go and read their books. Pick one and read. Amen. Let's show up our lives in this place. Open our ephemera. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you with me? So milk dimension, you will taste and see that the Lord is good. You will see, taste means you will have the physical handling. You will see some evidences or some testimonies of how God will open a door where it was an impossible before, in an impossible door before. Amen. You have to stand in faith. God will make a way where there was no way. And you must confess it and you must believe. And whenever doubt is coming, Use those scriptures to speak into the doubt again. Speak into the doubt again. Don't stay in doubt. That God will provide for you. That God will keep you. Amen. Don't stay in doubt. Whatever the issue is, no matter what it is, that God will provide for you. That God will keep you. That God will make a way in that impossible situation. That right now seems that there is no solution. Don't stay in doubt. 
stay and confess the scriptures. Amen. All things work together for good for them that love him, not so. So it means, are you not one of them that love him? Even you much more. Why not confess it? Confess it. God, you say that according to your word that all things work together for good for them that love him. I love you, Lord. I want this situation to work for my good now. I want it to work for my good. Let it begin to work for my good. In the name of Jesus. Begin to speak into it. And I pray for somebody here today. That yes, all things shall begin to work together for your good. In the name of Jesus. Anything that is looking impossible right now. I say it will begin to work for your good. The Bible says that what the enemy planned for evil. The enemy will come and lock one door and one home and scatter your life. But I said, God says he will turn it around for my good. I said to you today, I said, God will turn that situation around for your good. He will make a way. Stand in faith. He will not, he has, as he failed us till this hour, he has never, even though he's almost like, you know, I was watching a movie the other day. I forget, I was watching a movie yesterday or so, a show. And the person says, the person was like, that when he was talking about something about God, he was like, even when I call, he doesn't answer me when I call on him, but he's never, he's never late. Do you get? But you see that? Call? It's like, it's like when I, the day when I, they ask the hour I, I pray the prayer, he doesn't, it like he doesn't answer, but he doesn't, he doesn't actually. He, he, what's the word I'm looking for? He doesn't like when the thing is due, he always brings it. <laughs> always. And it was just a show. It was only a secular show. You know, an African-American secular show. And I was like, oh, wow. That's, that's actually kind of true, you know? Despite all... Think, think about your life. Despite all that you have been through. As of this hour, do you get me? God has not yet failed you. Even though there may be one situation now that is looking as though he's going to fail. Eh, but he has not yet. <laughs> Do you get me? Do you get me? He has, and he will not. He's not. He won't start. If he has done it last year, if he did it two years ago, if he did it three years ago, why would he not do it this year? What made him change? What did you did you did you kill somebody? No. Do not doubt. He will make a way. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Verse 4 says, To whom coming? This was Jesus now. It was to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Jesus was coming to God, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. He says, You also. This is your same part. Amen. You also what? This is your same part. As living stones are being built up. So spiritual houses are built up. So as a stone, you are spiritual. But they build up a spiritual man. So as a stone, you are spiritual. They will build you up to be a tried stone. Amen. And until you become a precious stone. And if God is merciful, a sure foundation. 
Are we in the hills together, please? Amen. I know if somebody can find me water somehow to drink. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I want to stay on this verse 5. This word. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So, spiritual house. What do spiritual houses do? They offer spiritual sacrifices. Our time has gone. Yeah. <laughs> the message has just started. <laughs> Praise God. It's not fair. <laughs> Amen. It's okay. I'll introduce it. I will introduce the message. And God will help us for next week. Is that okay? I will introduce the message and God will help us for next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ye also as lively stones are built up a what? A spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up what? Spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. So two words. One is a spiritual house. The second one is spiritual offering of spiritual sacrifices. It means God cannot have beat except those sacrifices are offered. Amen. God cannot inhabit except what? Those sacrifices are offered. Let's see Ephesians chapter 2. Just introduce this thing a little bit. Because this is really your calling and election. From verse uh, 20. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 20. Are we there? It says, And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being what? The chief. Not just the cornerstone now. This is the difference. Not just the cornerstone now. Who is he? The chief cornerstone. That means you should be cornerstones. He is our, don't, is that what they call it? Firstborn amongst many brethren. Uh-huh. So he's, he's also a cornerstone, but he's the chief. He's the first. Chief cornerstone amongst many brethren. Amongst many cornerstones. In whom all the building fitly framed together. Now, I'm going to watch this. Watch this slowly. In whom all the building fitly framed together. Great unto and holy what? Temple in the Lord. That is the spiritual house. Temple. Do you get me? Great up into what? And holy temple in who? In the Lord. Bible is perfect in the names they are using. In the who? In the Lord. Then verse 22. That's in Christ. That Lord there is Christ. Amen. Then verse 22. In whom 
Ye also are built together for what? An habitation of who now? Of God. That's different from the Lord, which is Christ. So first they will build you up a spiritual house by this Christ substances. By the Christ doctrine. By the Christ ministrations. By the Christ waters. Will make you stone. Tried stone. Precious cornerstone. It's like the finishing stone. Then you are a what? A house. A holy temple. For who? For the Lord. It means you are a Mount Zion. You are a Zion. A holy temple for who? For the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, I see this as a house. So, let's say this is the temple. So, you see, the floor, the ground. Bible say the church, the pillar, the ground and the pillar of truth, not so the church, the church of God. So the the ground is for a lay in for a foundation, a stone. It holds the whole building. Do you get the process of building it up? Is called the trial, tried stone. Then the corner, they will put each of any one of us as a corner. Once you get to a precious, they use you for the for the corner. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Now, sure foundation dimension is when you now add spiritual sacrifices to your house that are acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Why by Jesus Christ? It means the spiritual sacrifices. A sacrifice means it's something you do. It's an obedience you do. Amen. But the obedience you do now is by Jesus Christ, is by what you have learned. Oh my God. So the obedience you do is informed by the instructions that flowed out of the knowledge that has built you up. Amen. I don't know if you are getting me. Amen. The house is the building up in Christ. Amen. So the building of the house is knowledge, 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 knowledge. After you've come into the fullness of knowledge, the knowledge has certain things it does. It instructs. I don't know if I'm communicating. That are called the sacrifices. Things you need to do. Amen. That when you do them. They are pleasing to God. You will now draw God down. God is now actually the roof of the building. He's actually who completes the building. You will draw him down. Because let me tell you one thing about God. God is an eternal sacrifice. He won't tell you to do what he's not doing. He'll take a sacrificer to sacrifice his son. 
Oh my God. Abraham had come into fatherhood. They say your father Abraham. That's, that dimension of everlasting. That Abraham could now do the sacrifice. Could now was able to sacrifice. Because God is like that. By nature he sacrifices. Let me tell you something about There is nothing God cannot sacrifice. Meaning there is nothing God cannot give. Because love really is giving. Mm. Love really is what? Is giving. When you say, if you love me, obey my commands, are you not giving something? Why is it you don't just wake up in the morning and obey his commands? <laughs> are you hearing me? Why don't we just naturally wake up in the morning? I want to obey God. I'm obeying God. For some of us, you, we will first minister to you for one year. We will drag it together. <laughs> you get me? Before you finally do the obedience. It means that you have to give something to do it. And that's why they tied it to love. Love is a giving of self. That's why to enter the kingdom of God, who is a giver, you must be a giver. So they will tell you to love your brethren fervently. Be a giving. Learn how to be a sacrifice. How to be a giver. How to be sacrificing. Before you can come to the realm of the king of sacrifices. Let me tell you, even by him sitting on the throne is a sacrifice. Do you know that throne really? The throne in heaven is too small for him. Excuse me, who is higher than the heavens? God. Yet he prepared his throne in the heavens and came to sat, sit down. Sit down in the place that he can change like sweater, like a garment. He sat down there. I see meekness, sacrifice, and he's staying there. He's not moving. He's, he knows he's better than... He's not who should be... That it is too low for him. He's not really the real throne. His real throne is in the, his kingdom that is higher than the heavens. That ruleth over all. So he just... So when... In, I don't... So Lucifer... That is not correct. <laughs> you know... You know... And that's the problem. When you... When somebody is so meek, you now almost see finish. You don't know what he has. The fact that he's even sitting on that tree and now even looking at him, one kind. Are you mad? He even humbled himself to come and sit down there. He shouldn't be there. He will change the thing. The throne, the throne is part of the heavens, not so. You know, he changed the, dropped the throne and he changed it like clothes. His real throne is inside him. Throne just means the way I sit to do office. Do my operations. The real one is inside here. God, that God is a sacrifice, an eternal sacrifice. Okay. Holy Ghost agreed for me to wear him as clothes. Is that not a sacrifice? Who am I? Excuse me, who am I? Okay, oh yeah. Okay, we'll feed you. We'll lend you. We want to lend the Christ, but as luggage is is dragged. And after you lend the Christ, they now we now give him himself to you. You now they now say concerning having the glory of God. You now be boasting. No, don't boast. Be meek. <laughs> he humbled himself. They are sacrifices. So the realm of 
Amen. I'm finishing. The realm of the realm of God is the realm of sacrifices. And so to dwell in that realm, they will also teach you sacrifices. Now, in conclusion, let's see First Timothy, I think it's chapter 2, where it says that the man of God may be perfect, all scripture, and thoroughly furnished. Where is that? I think it's First Timothy, is it First or Second Timothy chapter 2? Let's find that and close. And we'll restart if we can revisit it next week, if God will permit us. Verse what? First Timothy chapter two, verse, verse two. No, it's Second Timothy chapter two. Then, Sec- chapter three, sixteen and seventeen. Perfect. That's it. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in what? In righteousness, as in Christ. Amen? That the man of God may be what? Perfect. Fullness. Tory furnished. Precious. For what purpose? Unto all good works. That is spiritual sacrifices. Amen. That is what? Spiritual sacrifices. Now, hear this. Remember Hosea 6, 6 says, For I desire mercy and not sacrifice. He wants to connect sacrifice here. What is real sacrifice? Then what is real sacrifice? And the knowledge of God, more than what? More than burnt offerings. It means knowing God is a dimension of sacrifice. But that dimension of sacrifice is for the build up of the house. Then, 1 Samuel chapter 2, I think, or 20, verse 20, now says, Obedience is better than sacrifice and to hacking than the fat of rams are you saying that so there are two things that god spiritual sacrifices because what is what was he comparing it to physical sacrifices he said better than physical sacrifices is spiritual sacrifices and there are two components of spiritual sacrifice one is know me the other one is based on the knowledge and what you have known obey me That's what it would take for everlasting life. And then eternal reward. Have I blessed somebody in the house today? This is just introduction. This thing is many. The cause of our life is to know God. And be knowing Him. Until that knowledge begins to instruct us in how to please God. Then do it. Then you are now offering sacrifices. Pleasing unto God. Amen. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. Our time is fast spent. Thank you for how you have helped us. How you have blessed us this afternoon. Thank you for the words that have been spoken. Thank you for how the service went. The spirit, the influence of the spirit, the teachings of the spirit, the blessings of the spirit, even the insights. Father, we would continue. We want to love you more. I will continue on this journey. We will will hear you and we will trust to abide also. You will help us to abide. You will help us to come to the place of abiding. You will help us to arrive 
in the land of abiding. You will help us to come to the everlasting kingdom. Father, make us abiders. Make us abide. Every enemy that is in us, that does not want us to stay, to plant, be planted, to be a tree that cannot be moved, even in the waters of God and Christ. Father, fight for us. Man of war, Jehovah, fight for us. Fight us. Fight in us to overcome us, to win us over. Help us. Our Father, if there are any things that struggles that we are going through that is hindering our progress, may you clear the hurdles. Visit us. Watch over us. Let this year be a year of great supply. Supply of all our needs. Our solution. Bring solutions for difficult situations that each and every one of us may or may not may be going through. Let it be solved. Let answers come. For in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.